Hello and welcome to our next episode of the DevOps Speakeasy. I hope that we are live at AJ um, Frog. Um, uh, and uh, you can see us now and, um, uh, well, yeah, I'm a little bit excited. We didn't do it for a while. And, uh, but hey, uh, my name is Baruch Sadogurski. I'm the Chief Sticker Officer and Head of DevOps Advocacy at JFrog. With me, my usual co-host, Kat Kosgorov. Hello, Kat, Developer Advocate at JFrog. Look Hello. how our production actually um improves now we have our twitter handles right there in some point of time they will annoy you i will take them down but for now in your face follow up right now and today with us we have an amazing guest a, a longtime friend um multiple time speaker at swamp up including the 2020 the one that is coming right up to us robert welcome to the devil speak easy why thank you and look you're doing fine you're doing great. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you. Dad. It warms. It warms <laughs> my heart. Um, Robert, uh, who are you? Uh, I'm just some guy who likes to leave the office on time. So I like to automate everything I do. I'm very lazy, impatient, full of hubris, like all good software uh, engineers. Uh, uh, who was? Who said that? The founder of uh, the guy that created Pearl. That's right, Larry Wall. Yeah. Point for cat. Uh, yeah, that's look, I'm a recovering software configuration manager. That's what we used to call that build person. And, um, you know, along the way, um, you know, uh, founded a company with some buddies. Uh, first one was furnace installer for Java application servers. Um, and now we have a company called Liquibase, which automates database schema change. <clears throat> League automates database schema change. I know, right? Doesn't sound sexy. Uh, yeah, it's I three mean, a.m. Why? Why do we? Why do we? Why do we even care? Cat uh, is automating database schema change excites you? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, my first uh, like real tech job actually was as a database administrator, and. Um, I, I think I will have nightmares about this until the, the day I die. I was working for um, an independent video rental store in current current year. Like this was this was not decades ago. Um, place is still open, like 40,000 titles versus what you were used to at Blockbuster, which was around 600. And um, my first thing was moving them off of uh, their very, very, very old in-house server, which was running, I shit you not, in... This was like 2009. It was running Windows 98. Seriously. Um, and migrating that machine and that database onto uh, server 2008 R2 was one of the worst things I've had to do in my entire life. And I understand that I still would probably have to do that manually today because we were dealing with like differing data formats at the time. But I just don't. I just don't want to have to change a database schema uh, automatically ever, or like manually ever again, ever again. It sucked. It was yeah. I was there until six a.m. I had to do it overnight. Yeah, it's no fun. You know, the fun stuff is writing the code. The fun yes. stuff is evolving that application, adding features, moving fast. The the fun stuff is not 
writing a ticket and, yeah. and, and waiting for a DBA to uh, look at it and then tell you something's wrong. Meanwhile, you're like two s sprints ahead and you got to open that old sprint up, fix it, and then do a new release. It's just the, the way we've been managing database schema change um, is completely incongruous with what we're doing with the other parts of the organization and DevOps. And, and William Gibson said, the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. And, yeah. uh, you know, we just need to help out the other parts of the application stack. We, we've, we're nailing this stuff on the app side. App Dev's nailing this. But we need to get our other folks, uh, because it's not Dev and a little bit of Ops. It's Dev Ops. Yeah, that's true. It is, uh, it's got to be like both of both sides meeting in the middle where it doesn't really work. Uh, I, you know, sometimes one side of the equation might have to like have a really strong back and like hard carry for a minute, but that shouldn't well, sure. be just the way, you know, well, and that's, it's cool. that's teamwork. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the whole, sometimes one part of the team's got to work hard the other time, you know, another part the, the issue here is that right now DBAs are shared data services teams. Um, and this is especially bad in large organizations. So big banks, big insurance, yeah, uh, they're just getting crushed because on the application development side of the house, they're like, oh, I'm doing the DevOps. This oh. is what we're doing, you know, and uh, nobody told the DBA. So now they're getting crushed with all these tickets. Where the hell is this stuff coming from? Yeah, they can't and, move at the same speed. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a herd is only as fast as its slowest member and, and we got to help them out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. About the herd is only as fast. That's let's use another um, uh, analogy, and that's the manufacturing and uh, optimizing and bottleneck and the goal and all those great references. I think um, when it comes to evolving databases, this is the bottleneck in 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 so many organizations, and people really want to close their eyes, ignore, and pretend that it's not there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like uh, uh, in, until you have a heart attack, you're really not interested in working out and eating right. Uh, but then once you have it, uh, and so right now, I mean, you know, frankly, everyone in the world, our entire economy is going through a heart attack. You know, there's been a huge just shock to the system. And companies are trying to get faster and they're realizing that they can't, they got to fix it. So uh, whether it's disrupting the typical uh, going to the office, kind of uh, uh, how we do our jobs to how we get software out the door uh, and how our customers interact with us, uh, we've got to get better. Um, now, there's a lot of companies today that are just killing it right now because they made investments in DevOps. They did it three, four, five years ago. Uh, but that doesn't mean they can't do it now. Um, and in fact, I would argue that in times of stress, that is the time to make change. Um, if you've been wanting to adopt DevOps, you've been wanting to move your organization forward, now is the time to do it because frankly, those leaders, those executives that uh, were like, yeah, we'll do it later, yeah, yeah, now they're kind of interested in that stuff. Now <laughs> you got their attention. 
Yeah, I uh, I worked in the disaster recovery industry for a long time, actually in the data backup industry. Uh, we were there to, you know, make sure that you didn't have a situation where you needed a disaster recovery. But uh, nobody, the, the number of phone calls we got from people who had just gone through kind of like widespread failure, they'd been hit by a crypto locker or whatever, and they mm -hmm. wanted us to recover their data when they hadn't backed it up first was astonishing. Like businesses back then didn't really give a shit about having like redundant offsite backups until, oh no, everything's gone. And now my company can't function. Yeah. Well, you, you know, the people that are, you're, you're so right. The people that are very militant about seatbelts probably been in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> humans were just big, dumb animals. We are not <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> Look, uh, ice cream and queso, oh, it tastes so good, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you might want to get uh, some vegetables in there. You might want to take a walk around the block. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it, look, some of the stuff that we need to do to stay alive is not fun. Uh, so your choice is to suck it up and do it or make it fun. Um, and I think that applies to what we're trying to do with DevOps. We're just trying to get the software out the door faster. We're trying to measure, you know, how quickly we can get it out. We're measuring lead time. We're, we're measuring success of deployments. We don't care about when we deploy to dev and test. We only care about production because our customers only care about that. And so what we need to do is really focus on these things so that we can improve the organization, improve that the software delivery outcomes, like Dr. Forsgren talks about, so that we can improve the company, not so we can be like Amazon and Netflix, yep. you know, because you, you ain't, all right? That's not gonna happen. However, yeah. you could certainly be better than your competition in the trucking industry or banking or whatever. Yeah, facts. Like, I think Lyft, maybe it was Lyft, uh, a couple years ago, they were like, hey, our whole thing is uh, like 30,000 microservices. And mm -hmm. everybody was like, that seems fucking crazy. Like, that's, that's excessive. You're insane. How do you manage that? They went like too hard on it. Mm -hmm. Wow, I can't gesture that way or I hit the box. <laughs> uh, that's preventing you from hitting me, so that's... Ah, okay. well, you know, sometimes you need it. Oh, but yeah. they... Everybody was like, that's crazy. You know, maybe maybe you went a little bit too far. And then, like, six months ago or something, they were like, hey, it turns out that we went too far. <laughs> and that wasn't actually the solution. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's, a, there's a wall that you hit with complexity where it's no longer helpful. And it turned mm -hmm. out like 30,000 microservices was that wall. So yeah. good for that. The problem with it is that they, from the time they did it, and we were very proud about it, to the time that realized that maybe they, it was a mistake, they preached that in tons of conferences, meetups, yeah. articles, uh, social media, and what's not. And although there were some people that applied uh, some critical thinking to it, the majority of the industry said, whoa, this is amazing. We need to do the same. 
<laughs> well, we, we also thought smoking used to be good for you. That's true. And it's madness. <laughs> That's true. Are we currently on eggs are good for you or bad for you? Because we also kind of like flip flop on that. Uh, I, I like them. I, li I like them. <laughs> what did we decide it's good or bad? Eggs. Eggs. We can't decide. It, yeah. It's like every decade we flip flop on whether they're bad for you or no, not. But there, there, there is more than eggs. There is butter. There is the fat. Good fat. Bad fat. There well, is counting calories. Good idea. Bad idea. I mean, yeah. Well, here's the thing: Are you driven by the data, or are you driven by you know some crap that you read in a you know some BS you know uh, uh, clickbait rag? I mean, are you really thinking about this? Like at the time, yes. Is 30,000 microservices superior to, the, to a monolith? Yes, it is. Is, is it the is best it, option? Exactly. You know, it's like, look, is it, um, it, it, it's like, okay, I'm going to the gym, I'm working out, uh, and I'm doing, uh, you know, jazzercise in the pool. Okay. You know, maybe it's a 46-year-old male. That's, that's not the best thing I need to do. But you know what? God damn it. I'm going to the gym. And I look yeah. awesome in that little little speedo. Okay. It's it's my man team. Looks awesome. All right. That's great. Good for you, Robert. You're working out. Maybe you might want to do something else. You know, take that next step. And that's what they did. It is okay to make these decisions and these for claims sure. as long as you're willing to open your mind and say, hey, you know what? We've rethought. Our thinking has evolved. And that's the good thing. We're going to go to where the data drives us, not to where we feel good about it. And, and you know, there was a time where people said, oh, well, we're just all buying software from this one vendor. And, and look where that got us. All right. <laughs> um, but we learned, we evolved, and that's okay. It's okay. But to be stuck and entrenched in old thinking, that yeah. is not okay. It's not okay. And I also don't think that even 30,000 microservices had been like the way, the best way to handle it instead of a thousand microservices or whatever. Mm -hmm. The difference is that that's Lyft. You know, it's a massive, massive company with a lot of moving parts involved that made 30,000 microservices seem attractive. But you can't, if you run a much smaller software company, a startup with 12 employees, you can't necessarily directly apply what works for Lyft to your system, or you're probably actually making things harder. A monolith is probably still not the answer, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the point is, there is a lot of hype in this industry. And uh, oh, yeah. sometimes sure. I think it gets a little bit out of control. Yeah, look at uh, uh, <laughs> the whole just Docker. And, and Kubernetes thing, uh, you know, uh, there, what was it? It was uh, Corey Quinn tweeted out that uh, I forget. I don't think he did it, but somebody else did it. But it was the um, uh, the movie uh, where uh, uh, Hitler's screaming in German, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those subtitles, and it was dogging on. There was a line from it. It's like, um, okay, who whoever has not run uh kubernetes in production please leave the room <laughs> everybody leaves and then you know dogging on them like you clowns you know installing open source stuff in production 
just because you read it on Hacker News. Uh, and, and a lot of this stuff is, it comes down to resume-driven development, not test-driven development, but oh. resume-driven development. A developer says, I want to mess around with this stuff. And we hear this a lot. We hear this a lot. Like, and, and I'm sure you know you guys over at JFrog hear this. Like, oh, well, we can do that. We can build that. Um, and, and we certainly hear that at Liquibase. And, and my response to it is, well, why haven't you? Yeah, just do it. And, just and, do it. And everybody seems to like, oh, this is cool. I want to work on this technology. So I'm going to whipsaw the organization and browbeat everybody into allowing me to learn on this thing. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work, but they don't have repercussions. And that's my main, you know, my real challenge with how we're doing development today. We are not allowing our developers, one, the freedom to uh, decide what they build. And we're not allowing them the freedom to, uh, or not uh, assigning them the consequences, good or bad, for that choice. So for example, somebody makes a decision to build on some tech and it, it, it fails, you know? Well, well, what are we learning from that? Are we improving from that? Um, or are we just shoving that over to the operations team and having them deal with it? Oh, I just chose this new uh, data store, uh, you know, this new database and I built the app on it and I'm done and now it's operations problem. And I've always been a fan of you build it, you run it. That if you're going to build it, you should have the responsibility for making sure it stays up in production. And I think that that changes behavior and it forces people to make the right decisions. Um, I think the reason why Lyft came back from the 30,000 is like, yeah, we're not getting any work done because our developers are focusing on keeping the 30,000 up. And that's good, you know? It is good. Yeah, because it probably was a night. I want to have to manage that. There's no yeah. universe in which I would want it. Baruch, would you want to deal with that? No, of course. I, I think the <clears throat> some people uh, the the really luminaries of of microservices architecture actually speak about the trade off a lot. That yes, it 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 simplifies your. I mean, it gives you a lot of benefits. You can move faster. You can uh, decouple stuff, but it actually complicates the ops part a lot because you need mm -hmm. now it um, you need now to establish um, a connections between all of them, uh, and then and this is obviously multiplies um, as as you add microservices. And but somehow um, in the hype. Obviously, uh, the downsides are are forgotten, and everybody speak about how great microservices are. Actually, not thinking about the the trade off that is built into it, and it's true not only for microservices; it's true for for every for every hypeish technology. It's true for Kubernetes. It's true for everything. Well, there's what what is it the the hype cycle? You know, the trough of disillusionment. That's my favorite part. And we certainly see this over at Liquibase. I mean, you know, you can integrate uh, Liquibase to Spring Boot so that when that microservice starts up, it's going to connect to the database and make some schema changes. That's cool, all right? Very if cool. there's no change, don't do anything. But if there is before mm -hmm. that service boots up, um, it's going to change the schema. All right, that works, but we run into issues. 
Uh, one is what happens if the uh, service crashes um, and you wind up getting into this loop that uh, Liquibase cannot update the database. Uh, what happens if it's a really long update? Like you're, you, you, you messed up and it's doing a DML lock on the table and it's just, <laughs> and it's taken, oh, you know, it's taken 20 minutes for the service to start because it's taken 20 minutes for this, um, uh, uh, this, this, this schema change to happen, this DML, DDL update that I'm doing. Okay. Um, well, a lot of the operation stuff for deploying microservices would look at that and say, oh, something bad happened, let's roll it back. And so, you know, we recommend, yeah, use it in conjunction, but do it differently. Like in, in your CD stuff, run Liquibase first, then deploy the stuff. Um, so, you know, every time there's a new rush to a technology, um, there's always going to be growing pains. There's always going to be a break-in period. Um, and, but we always forget that. It, it's like um, we get all excited. It's like going on a first date. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, it's so wonderful. And, uh, you know, we totally forget that, you know, this other person, is, it might be a jackass. And, okay, we see past stuff. Then date two, three, oh. You know, stuff starts to get real, and you decide if you want to do four or five. Um, you know, we have to understand that that's technology, and we can't say, all right, we're going to do this. We're, we're basing the whole thing, our entire, we're betting our whole company on this stuff. Uh, remember, you know, there's an MBA case study on, on this example, and it's uh, Zynga and AWS. And I think AWS has it on their site about the bad choice that Zynga made building their own private cloud and missed out on the whole mobile gaming explosion. They were big with Facebook games. Farmville. Oh yeah, I remember they the collapse that. of Zynga. Yeah, that yeah. was, uh, it was very dramatic. And it's because they focused on, they were like, oh man, AWS so expensive. We don't want to give these guys money. We can do this ourselves. And, you know, they, they shifted the whole organization. What they should have done is like, okay, let's keep doing AWS. Um, but let's have a tiger team. Let's have a small team try to do this. See if they could come up with another way. Just dip your toe in. Sure. You know, come on, at least check how deep the water is before you dive in. Uh, but everybody falls in love. They see it on Hacker News. It's great. They got the t-shirt and the sticker on their laptop. It all <laughs> falls apart. Yeah, I think you see a lot with like uh, with JavaScript web frameworks. Uh, well, there's only one, right? Maybe two. Which yeah. one are you talking about? I mean, it's all it's all jQuery in the end of the day. Uh, yeah, but it's it's true about experimentation in general. But I think that's that's kind of the opposite, right? So what we are saying is that uh, they didn't jump on this hype bandwagon when they actually should have, and and this is this is different. But also fascinating. It's like, okay, what about those people that will say, well, all this microservices hype or the cloud hype or the Kubernetes hype or DevOps hype, it's all bullshit. It will pass. Uh, people just oh, speak about bullshit. it. People, well, yes. People, people <laughs> speak about that in conferences, but we really shouldn't, um, we really, we really shouldn't um, kind of uh, get into it 
and uh, what we need to make sure is that we do what's um, what's checked and true and um, we we shouldn't we shouldn't bunch to to the to the hype and then in the end of the day it turns out that the hype is the real thing and then well, it's too late well that's the other side of the pendulum all right so one side is we're all in we're dive headfirst into six inches of water <laughs> and, and the other side is we're not doing anything we're good and i think what the three of us are, are proposing is just try a little bit try just a little, little bit. bit just a little you bit know? just go out on a date man exactly go see you know it's just coffee you know yeah, it's, it's coffee. fine public place you know during the day yeah right this is a great <laughs> analogy and i like it but frankly i don't think that experimentation in in it is as easy as experimentation with with dating in real life and you just because the feedback loop is is much is much longer you go to a coffee is a fast decision it's a fast action and then you can have a clue if you like the other person or not with uh, with it you will get feedback whether something that you did is good or not so good how long it took to lift to actually realize that their microservices were too much this Easier. is how long the feedback of experimentation in it takes well, yeah that's it is you're right it is a longer horizon than than coffee but i what i would propose is rewarding certain teams so the the, the four horsemen of kpis that dr forsgren talks about right so we got number of changes lead time success rate and um what's the other one just uh, so there's time, number you said, of deployment time. frequency failure rate and time to restore service. There you go, there you go, MTTR, mean time to recovery, thank you. So you got those four, all right? So what I would propose is say, okay, these are the ones we care about. Whoever gets the highest, you know, the best KPIs over this month, you get to go play with something cool because you've proven that you have the skills and the ability to make shit happen. Well, let's reward them. Let's give them the opportunity to go look at new technology and try them out. Because I don't want the folks, the folks that are kind of bringing up the rear, they don't have time to experiment. They need to fix their stuff. They need to, they need to do some work. But the folks that are improving, let's reward them. And the way you reward them is go explore new technology, pick a project, apply it, see what happens. Hmm. And let it go consider that a job perk if i if i saw that uh in a job description uh i i would i think i would consider that a job perk the opportunity to just work on a fun side project using new technologies on company dime yeah. for doing my job well yeah, yeah. you yeah. earn the right to choose and um that you know it's not <laughs> we're not competing for the best and brightest uh, members of our team with snacks in the uh, break room anymore. <laughs> yeah, so we got we to find out something else. So why not this? Yeah, break why room not? snacks are like a standard, honestly. That that's yeah, well, just... they, they they never beat what what I got here. You know. Yeah, that's fair. So, so it's 
Yeah, my home snack uh, break room situation is pretty pretty good. So, yeah. so I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I would propose. You know, it's it's try that. You know, you you want to try and explore you know new technologies and see what happens. See if KPIs continue to go up and to the right. If they don't, then um, you know you need to figure out why that's the case. You know, when you hit the first, you know, it's like what was that from? Uh, adventure time you know the first step in getting kind of good at something is sucking at something sucking at it, yeah yeah so you got to try it first you got to be bad and you learn um and so we got to give people an opportunity to improve um and we've got to um allow this you know a a pathway for new technology to come in but to say oh every single application in this company is now running on Kubernetes, make it happen. Well, why? I mean, I, I, I've got this app running on AIX, WebSphere, talking to DB2. I haven't touched it in five years, but it works. So let's just leave yeah. it alone, man. Leave it alone. And let's go into the new stuff. Yeah, I think it's nice to leave technology like that alone for too long, because then we get into situations like, uh, you know, the various department of labors across the country needing to scramble to hire uh, COBOL developers, which my dad was very excited about. My dad is an old engineer and he was, he was very excited. We only, we can only solve the problems that are in front of us. Yeah, that's right? true. And right now it, it's, it's like, okay, yeah, we, we've got these new requirements, you know, uh, uh, all these uh, uh, federal programs that are coming out and we've got to update this stuff. All right, well then let, let's update it. But, um, you know, six months ago, who cared about that? You know, and, and yes, I understand things change and we got to be flexible and do those sorts of things. Um, you know, yeah, we got to update, you know, the California, uh, you know, a uh, 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 birth certificate. So Elon's kid can get a weird character <laughs> and, and their name. So that's great, that's important. Uh, but you know, I think, you know, you gotta be flexible and, and, and if there is an app, like I got a lot of, uh, a lot of customers that, um, are, are begrudgingly tied to Sybase, a lot of banks. Okay. And okay. I mean, and they're like, man, we got to get off Sybase. Why? Because we don't like it. Well, don't build any new stuff. When was the last time you updated that app? uh like a year and a half ago all right don't worry about it man yeah um well we got to move it no 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 no. Are, are you going to refactor it are you going to rebuild it are you going to put that um business process in a new application well eventually well then do it then don't move it shut it down um but i think shutting down you know this was uh this was devops enterprise summit two years ago and so it was uh, two folks uh, from uh, Nike. Who is, who's their chief digital officer? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, and then I remember their chief privacy officer, Ann Bradley. And um, uh, the two of them got up and they talked about how to kill a system. And I thought it was the best presentation I'd seen ever. Because Ann is a lawyer. <laughs> she's like, she, yeah, she knows tech, but she's not slinging code, you know, and and she's a big fan of privacy. Uh, obviously, she's chief privacy officer. 
And, um, you know, the, the chief digital officer went to uh, the team and said, hey, we got to shut down this app. Um, and uh, every time it was on death's door, it would breathe new life into it. And, and, and so for the tech reasons, they wanted to get rid of it and they couldn't. They couldn't make it go away. And so what they did was um, uh, uh, she reached out to Ann and said, Ann, can you help me? What is the GDPR implication of Ooh, this app? Spicy. Yeah. And so she said, well, it's based on percentage of revenue and we're Nike. So it would cost us a billion dollars. And I put our chances of getting busted at 50-50. So expected value, $500 million. Um, and so the next time the chief digital officer wanted to kill the app, somebody pushed back and she said, fine. So you're going to have to go get budget approval for $500 million to keep this alive. Cause that's our exposure from our chief privacy officer. Good strategy to they, kill something you want dead. But that's, but the point is, is that it's not the tech. You can make all sorts of wonderful choices and, 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 hard arguments, but somebody is just going to dig their heels in until you get mama bear to show up all angry to straighten them out. And so my, my, my lesson here for the folks listening is that sometimes you need to go get help from like your CFO, you know, somebody that's not a techie to make that smart business decision. You've got the tech reason to either stay on Sybase or kill it. All right, fine, but make your tech case, but then go get help. Go get help from that CFO, chief privacy officer, somebody who's not a techie. And when you start bringing up fines, yeah. And what's the money guys? More serious. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a fun. That. I, I think, I think this, is, this is great. Uh, and uh, there are some uh, very nice books that I particularly fond of. One of them is, um, uh, War, Peace, and IT from Mark Schwartz, um, uh, talking about basically how to sell DevOps for, for for those people. And this is a big part of it, actually showing how um, the, the IT department affects the bottom line in, uh, um, in places which are not IT-related, like privacy, and and CFO and and the other way around. So yeah, it's definitely definitely a big deal. Um, do we want to? Yeah, we want to. Uh, let's talk about uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, and DevOps. Fun. This sounds like a very happy conversation. Well, how do you think uh, <laughs> is impacting a business's decision to implement? DevOps practices? Is it a priority now? Or are we scared of doing something new when everything is already kind of unstable? Well, certainly not that. All right. Anybody that is burying their head in the sand right now uh, is going to get run over. So there are a large number of companies that invested in DevOps three, four, five years ago. And um, the ones that were banks that did so killed it on the payroll protection program. 
they were able to get it out the door faster than everybody else. And, um, you know, uh, 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 one that I talked to about this, they said, look, it was, they viewed it as their civic duty. All right. So the U.S. Bank. Um, and, and so I, and I'm sure this has played out all over the world. All, all the, the governments are trying to help people out with their, their programs. But in the U.S., um, they had uh, said, this bank said, it is our civic duty to do this. All right, we, we need to be good citizens, uh, good corporate stewards. And so one, they had a commitment to do it. And two, they had previously invested in mm -hmm. DevOps and they were able to do it. So you gotta have both, the will to get it done and the ability to get it done. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what is my, my dad always said, wish in one hand, shit in the other. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Uh, you know, I, I live in Texas, so I got, I got a lot of them, and, <laughs> but it, it's, um, you know, look, you have to have the ability to make this happen. So there are companies right now that invested in the past in this stuff and they're doing well. All right. Um, you know, they're flexible, they're lean and mean, they can, they can make stuff happen. Then there's the other folks that say, crap, we missed the boat. And Another one of my favorite sayings is the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So the companies that are looking at this and saying, okay, we've got to get more efficient. We have to do the same with less or more with the same amount or more with less. All right. He, these are not fun conversations. No, they're not. The solution is always efficiency. It is not work harder. It is always work smarter. And uh, the managers, the leaders that say, well, you just you just got to want it more like that, that jerk on ESPN, Skip Bayless, it's <laughs> like, like, oh, well, they, that team wanted it more like bullshit, Skip. Everybody <laughs> wants it. Everybody wants everybody it. wants it the same amount, man. Mm -hmm. Tell me that like, LeBron didn't want it bad enough last season. That's why the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, ridiculous. You know? No, he always wants it. That's why he's LeBron, all right? So I don't buy into this, you just gotta want it. Uh, you have to provide your team with the tools. So if you're in a company and you've been trying to make this happen, I would argue never waste a crisis. This is the time to push. Well, you know, if we had done this two years ago, six months ago, when I had presented this idea, Maybe it's time to look at this again. You know, this is the time to push for new initiatives, or maybe it's time to go find somebody else, find another place that can appreciate that. Because there are companies that are hiring right now. That's They're true. Doing well, we're hiring at Liquibase, you know, and so it is. Um, yeah, you know, there there are folks that are taking advantage of this, and it's up to you to decide if you want to be one of those folks or put your head in the sand. That's very fair. And like, honestly, maybe this is a result of my my age, but I I cannot imagine developing something new without using like DevOps tools and practices. I can't I I don't understand why you would do it any other way. Um, and I would have said that before I worked for a DevOps company, to be clear. Yeah. Uh, like I I use CI tools with my like shitty hacky home projects. <laughs> I, 
I do. Like it's it's crazy low effort for me yeah. to set that up. So I just do it because I would rather spend like an hour setting this up on the front end of my project and not have to deal with manually running tests or deploying ever again than I would spending, you know, three minutes doing that literally every time I change something. And I don't, I do not understand the concept of operating in any other way. That's, that's but true, but here you have your uh, trade-offs bite, bite again, right? Uh, why would I um, do something in uh, six minutes manually when I can spend six hours failing automating it? It's also very, very about us. Um, so yeah, there, there, there are trade-offs everywhere, um, but it's interesting how can um, COVID-19 actually help pushing companies into digital transformations, into digital transformation when it actually requires activation energy, it requires investments, and um, obviously it's a nature for a company to be more cautious on the investment side now. Uh, I mean, in the end of the day, the results are not immediate. So maybe instead of doing all these DevOps transformation, I will just fire a bunch of people and save some money being a, a devil's advocate here. Because it's not the last time we're going to have a tragedy. You know, I turned 18 in the middle of the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, so I became an adult in the middle of a widespread clusterfuck. And uh, now I'm 30 in the middle of another widespread clusterfuck. And uh, you, you, you clearly cannot rely on us not having a, a serious problem that negatively impacts business every once in a while. Yeah, I so, think me, me and Robert, we have one more crisis to go and you yeah. probably have two more. Yeah, well, I got bad news for you. This, these, they're going to have more than one. All right. The, the, to leave the seams, black swan, the whole <laughs> thing about black swans, they increase yeah. the frequency. Well, I really hope that when we will get to the third one, to, to our one after next, I wouldn't care anymore. Just going to going to cash it in. I mean, um, my dad is just smoking weed and watching Desperate Housewives. He's retired. Exactly, he makes soap for exactly. fun. That's, that's me. <laughs> in a crisis after next. Next one we will get, but the next, after so, that, I hope I won't mind anymore. But, but look, who's to say what's, look, first of all, I will say this, COVID-19 is a negative black swan, right? Yeah. It, it has been, a tr it is a tragedy. It is not Absolutely. a black swan like the internet, 1993, yeah. World Wide Web, all right? Or, you know, the iPhone. Um, no, you know, versus the BlackBerry. All right. Those were positive black swans. Right. right. This is a net awful. Yeah. But it's your choice if well, you are going to be one after next, I wouldn't care anymore. Wait, just gonna dude, gonna cash it in. I mean, you. my dad is just smoking weed and watching <laughs> Desperate Housewives. He's retired. Exactly, he makes soap for exactly. fun. Uh be part of the kind of organization that uh woe is me, hunker down, or you're gonna improve. Uh, yeah. and that's up to you. All right. But, but understand this, that across the street at your competition, um, they are trying to improve and, and, and that's it. That is your choice. So you can choose to hunker down and, and we're just going to wait for this to blow over. Um, 
you know, um, wasn't that line from a zombie movie? Uh, yeah, that's from Shaun of the Dead. We're going to go yeah. down to the Winchester and have a pint, wait for the still blow over. Yeah, it didn't blow over. It did not blow it never over. Blows over. All right. No. Um, so you need to take action. Um, are, are you going to sit on the train tracks and just like, oh, that train, that train will turn. We'll get yeah. out of the way. I saw, I don't typically use LinkedIn. Like I have one, obviously, and I What's respond LinkedIn? when I get a notification. It's uh, never heard of it. Yeah, it's as far as I can tell, it's uh, it's Tinder for uh, recruitment. Oh, oh that, that, that <laughs> yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds effective. <laughs> but I was on LinkedIn because I got tagged in something. So I'm going to go look at the notifications on it. And uh, this dude, I say dude, I, that is a very uh, deliberate oh, choice to use the word dude. This, this, this guy was definitely a dude bro. But yeah. he went on this like three paragraph long rant about how DevOps is a scam and it's a fad and it's all going to blow over. And like, first of all, I hope that he feels like a little bit of an idiot right now. Uh, second of all, bro, it has been 10 years. It has been a decade. Like, it's not a phase, mom. It's who I am. Look, it, it, <laughs> you know, defending, responding to Jack Assery never helps well, anyone. I didn't respond. Like, I'm not going yeah. to, there's too much of a chance that he was just like, that was bait. You gotta, yeah, you gotta understand that a lot of this stuff is just BS. Um, it is either, you know, well, what's the first step in um, grief? Uh, denial. Oh, what is it? Denial. Yeah. Is it denial yeah. or is it anger? Denial. denial. The first okay. one is denial. It's always denial. What's the first step in any 12 step program? Admitting you have a problem. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, Great. It's a fad. Whatever, dude. You know what's I, I think this internet thing's gonna blow over. You know? <laughs> Internet's a fad. But sometimes, you know, it, it's there there is a place for older technology. All right. Just ask um our airlines with Saber running on IMS on a mainframe. Okay. Yeah. Shit works. All right. They work. And so, you know, look, it, it is too often technology winds up being a, a, a religious decision. We, we wind up being defined by the little tribe that we put ourselves in. You yeah. No JS developer or am I a Java developer? Am I go Kotlin? You know, whatever, who gives a shit? Just whatever, you Just know, whatever. use the care. tool that actually works for the job you're trying to do is the it, thing. It, and, and I get it, you know, it's like teenagers, first time they have sex, they think they invented it and it's everything and awesome and stuff like that. And yeah, okay, kid, it's wonderful. Good for you. I'm so happy. But um, yeah, you didn't invent it. Okay, so I'm, I'm excited that you're excited about Kotlin. I'm excited you're excited about Kubernetes and microservices. But we don't have to apply it everywhere. All right. And, 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 but also you don't talk shit about somebody who's doing something because you don't see the value in it. Okay. That's cool. You do you bro. Um, you don't like it. That's fine. But to go on these like rants on, I mean, dude, it's like, it's, it's toxic and it's not actually helpful. And I think it's actually, it's pervasive in tech, the like toxic shitting on people for like choosing a different stack or 
a different technology. Like if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. I don't care. It works for me. I like it. I, why, why are you so concerned about what the fuck my company is doing? Well, if it doesn't affect you, if you think this is a fad, I don't care. Enjoy Unfortunately, this industry is full of people who got the shit bullied out of them uh, growing up. And so their only way, the only way they know to respond is to bully other people. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's one of the issues we have in tech. It's it's when when I grow up, I'm, I'm going to be the bully, damn it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's bullshit. You know, the, the way the way you really bully people is 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 you, you go after the bullies. That's the fun stuff. You know, you get Captain America on that shit and, and you straighten out some ass. That's how you do it. If you really <laughs> want to bully, you go after the biggest dude in the schoolyard. Not over <laughs> that box. That's weak. Go all the way, man. Step it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, not Bill. Bill's cool. He's you cool know? now. He didn't used he's to cool be. Now. He, he, he's definitely he's, cool he's, now. You know, I remember the 90s. Uh, you know, and such is now with the... You know, Microsoft loves Linux. Yay! Yeah. Okay, you know, uh, you know, open sourcing build tools. Like what? Uh, <laughs> what was it? The 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 second release of the subsystem for Linux on Windows. I actually uh, love WSL. So dope. Uh, after so this call, good. I was gonna upgrade to WSL two uh, this morning, and I was like, oh, I got this call. I don't want to jack up my machine. <laughs> But it's, I'll do it this afternoon. They did a fantastic job with it. Like it's not it's not the same as developing on Linux, but it's so close. They, yeah, but they really did a fantastic job. Yeah, but there's other tech leaders. Um, and uh, you know, certainly um, you know, I'm gonna say database vendors primarily because I see them a lot. And two, there's there's a number of bullies there. All right. And it's not the obvious one. There's Ooh, a lot. What's the they, drama? Spill oh, the tea. You know, like, like uh, you know, Oracle and, uh, you know, Larry and Andy, you know, they're dueling back and forth Oracle World and, and reinvent those two <laughs> talking shit about each other. Do they? Uh, That's adorable. Yeah, and then Dave from Mongo. And I, I know Dave, you know, hung out with him at yeah. BMC, you know, big fan of that guy. But then putting a sign up that's like, friends don't let friends run RDBMS. Uh, like, really? I mean, come on, man. Uh, but it's like, you know, in tech, you know, there's so much chicken on this bone. We don't have to get into these little camps. We don't have to uh, segment ourselves by tribes. We're all on the same team. We're all trying to make cool software. Uh, we yeah. all like, you know, odds are we all like Legos. Like, come on. I was actually a Kinex child. Hey, cool. We like building stuff. <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah you know it's just, just it's about it. you know but if there's so much commonality here we don't have to put ourselves in little tribes yeah uh, and, and and to poo poo you know the developers don't need to talk you know smack about the dbas dbas don't need to do that what they need to do is get together and help improve that's how we get better Software developers, a lot of them probably don't want to be what a DBA does. I wouldn't want to be a DBA again. So why can't we just 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 like work together, man? Yeah, kumbaya. 
Just yeah, be cool. DevOps. Better than Kumbaya. Uh, yeah, but we true, but we gotta we gotta open this tent, man. It, <clears> we can't just say do the DevOps. We gotta do something like, hey, how about we work closer together and get a shorter, smaller feedback loop? So if somebody hates DevOps, let's say, okay, fine. We're not doing DevOps, but you know, let's get rid of the tickets. Let's be driven by pull requests. Uh, let's automate some stuff. Oh, but we're not doing DevOps. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not DevOps. Of course yeah. not. It's, just, it's automation. It's automation. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like getting your, uh, uh, three-year-old to eat vegetables, you know, <laughs> you hide it. <laughs> do you actually have to do that? I don't have kids. I don't, I don't know. I liked broccoli. Not anymore. Not anymore. We, 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 we were very fortunate. Um, but uh, I, I've certainly heard from, from, from friends with little ones, like uh, only eating yellow food, mac oh. and cheese. Oh, wow. Bananas. That's such a specific thing to be That's weird very, about. But I guess, you thing. know. Kids are weird. Orange, orange weird. is good for you. Car carrots and, and oranges and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what else did we want to talk about? Oh, I wanted to talk about Swamp Up and I wanted to talk about you, you at Swamp Up, Robert. So yes. um, you, you are going to speak there. Tell us a little bit about what to expect from your, uh, from your session. Well, I think one of, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, of course, I voted for you. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I, uh, um, you know, I was really uh, pushing for JFrog to be a leader at Swamp Up um, and to start doing a cannabis tasting uh, to be that first tech company. Okay, okay, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, you know, folks I chatted with got a little nervous about it. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and, and now it's a moot point because we're not going to Vegas. Because we're not going anywhere, yeah. <laughs> well, we can do it at home. We can do it at home. Those of us who live yeah, in the States. Take care. We'll take care of it. Yeah, and bring your own cannabis. Yeah, exactly. You do you, whatever. Get get you like gin, whiskey, uh, uh, orange juice. Tear it up. Tense big. But <laughs> you know, it, it's um, you know, I think that this is uh, we need to frankly we need to keep um, all of our artifacts that we that come out of that CI process. We need to put them in uh, artifact repository like Artifactory. All right. And I'm not just talking about the binary. We need everything, everything that that application needs. So um, if it is, uh, uh, you know, Terraform files, put them in. All right. Sure. This is where we control the output because it's just a machine. We don't need to treat our releases like we're, we're making artisanal bespoke beard oil <laughs> or, or crap like that. All right. We're not doing that. All right. It's software. Uh, you know, save the, the artisanal nature for, you know, your sourdough bread that you're making at home now. All right. That, that's the place for it, but it's not with your software. And so we're going to be talking about how do we put that, uh, uh, those database artifacts, how do we treat database code like application code? And what does that look like from a developer's perspective? And what does it look like from a DBA's perspective? How do they get feedback back and forth? How do they help each other out? How do we get to a point where we just hit the big shiny release button and it just happens? Because that's 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 where we're going. And, and if you're not heading there as a company, um, you're not going to be around much longer. 
you're, you're, you're going to JC Petty this stuff. Well, uh, yeah. th that makes sense. But then we hit then we hit the real problems, and um, I think one of the biggest real problems is actually a database, uh, yeah. because state sucks. And, yes. And database is all about state. State. How do we migrate? Mm -hmm. how, how do we keep backwards compatibility? And now when we test in production and we do progressive uh, delivery and canary deployment and everything, chances that we will have to revert and um, we will have to implement forwards compatibility for our customers, which already upgraded their clients, but now suddenly the server is going back. This is all nightmare. Yeah. It's hard. It's a... It's well, it's... Go, I guess. It's, it's hard um, if you want to maintain old ways of doing business, all right? If you're trying, if you have this different team for database administration and you got this different team for the application, if we've got a line between the two, well, their worldview is inherently different for all the reasons you just said, because of state, all right? With an application, I can blow away the old one, do the new one, I need to roll back. Do the reverse. All right, cool. Super easy. Database, not so, not so much. And so the way we fix that is um, we can do a couple things. I mean, one, use some kind of tool. Liquibase is one of them, but there are others. Try them out. Um, and uh, to have the developers check in those changes. And so you've got instead of just blasting out the database change, you're, you're, you're migrating the database, you're evolving it. The other thing that I'm a big fan of is testing those deployments as well. So why can't you take, uh, like, for example, you got, uh, you're running an AWS, you got RDS, all right? Why can't you take an RDS snapshot, create a new database based on that, and then run the migration script to kind of create an ephemeral staging environment. Why not? Why can't you? And, and you don't need to give it as big of a server. You're not going to be running transactions on it, but just, just a smoke test. Make sure the deployment worked. We got a positive result from our testing. We feel good about this. Okay, cool. Why, why can't we do that? So why people don't do that? Well, it's, it, it, it's, it's not my job or I'm not being, you know, my KPIs are not aligned to that, or I don't want to, um, or I'm scared because if I automate this database update, I might automate myself out of a job. These are not technical things, reasons to not do it. These are dealing with emotion and fear. Well, fear is an emotion, but they're dealing with emotions and, and, and we got to understand and recognize that that is a big component to these technical decisions. Reason why somebody's saying we need to stop what we're doing and develop and go <laughs> because somebody really likes it. They're not looking at the business reason for it. And so I think somebody needs to sit down with those teams and say, look, automation isn't a threat. You know, the folks that have automated with Liquibase, those DBAs, um, I've actually seen, you know, there's that the, the book, Database Reliability Engineering, like Charity Majors uh, was one of the authors on that. And um, I'm starting to see this title pop up. And that's really cool. You know, who wants to be a DBA? But a database reliability engineer? Ooh. Mm -hmm. 
That sounds much fancier. That oh, that, cool. That's exactly as yeah. much fancier as site reliability engineer sounds compared oh, yeah. to a system administrator. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like it comes with its own pair of skinny jeans and a MacBook. Um, you know, a cortada coffee. This is great. Yeah. I'm totally gonna do this, you know. This is dope. It also probably pays better than a DBA. Oh, it's it a fancier does. title. Yeah, I uh, I I've had those conversations. Like, hey, how did how did how did this move work out? You get a little more scratch, and like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. how far a fancy title goes, even if your job duties don't actually change. I, I heard from one DBA um, about this move, and um, and she said, you know, the biggest benefit from this is that I don't have to use Remedy anymore. They're using Remedy for ITSM tickets, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. I bet Pat has no idea what the Remedy is. Good for you. Good for you. Well, bullet, my friend. I'm I'm right here with you because I had some tenure in BMC as well, so I know a lot. Oh, yeah. What 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 the Remedy is? Yeah. Uh, well, that was that was a nightmarish and. Let's mm -hmm. let's talk about something else. I don't want to finish with talking about remedy. That's that's definitely not a good idea. You know, one of the things I always say, I mean, look, we you know, Liquibase, we sell software just like JFrog does. You know, you guys have uh, artifactories open source, Liquibase communities open source. You know, we got paid offerings, all right. And and I think one of the things that that I've always said that I've, I've been very proud of, and I think JFrog feels the same way. And I, I'm really curious to hear your take on this, is that we don't sell software. We sell piano recitals, date nights, happy hours, you know, all the crap that you want to do, but you're stuck, you know, moving from what, Windows 98 to 2008. 2008 yeah. yeah, so, you know, and, and, and like at the end of the day, you know, you guys at JFrog hear this a lot, right? You guys hear about, oh, totally saved my ass. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from people that have implemented your software. Oh, I'm working so, so much less, or maybe they're working more, but they get to work on the fun stuff. We do. I think we actually sell t-shirts here though. The, the software, is, <laughs> uh, the software sales just fund the t-shirt giveaways. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's our whole business model. Like you've been here since like the dawn of time that's well, well t-shirts for t sure and you should see the this year's swamp up t-shirt it's absolutely I seen it yet. I it's legendary it's it's amazing uh well uh, robert you might have some problem with it according to the characters on your background uh, <laughs> because why that will be well, what that would be another Marvel, uh, Marvel. Uh, oh, Green Lantern. Character. Yeah. It's just, hey, just as long as it's cosmic stuff, that, that's the stuff I'm down with. Yeah, yeah, know, no, absolutely. It's 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 super. It's super. And and it's going to be it's going to be amazing. It's really really good. Um, but so yeah, so definitely we are in the t-shirt business. But we also in um, well, you know what. You remember when this happened to you? Let's try and make sure it won't happen to you in the future. And the problem with that is that when it didn't happen, it's kind of hard to sell. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, okay, how many 
uh, outages of your production pipeline we prevented, no one knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you quantify that? Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, how many, uh, like the uh, guardrail around the Grand Canyon, how many lives is that saved? We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's difficult to sell that, but we're, I think we're doing okay at selling it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. We're doing, of course we're doing okay because people are smart or some of the people are smart mm -hmm. and they can, they can uh, wrap their hand around this concept of, okay, I had a lot of bad stuff happened and now I changed something and now it's less. Probably it has something to do with it. Uh, another hard concept that I find very... Um, uh, very surprising is that um, not as I uh, my uh, Russian roots led me to believe by the proverb of smart d dumb people learn from their own mistakes and smart people learn from other people's mistakes. It's surprisingly how everybody only learn from their own mistakes and not because they don't understand uh, the other people actions, but because they really believe that their circumstances are always different um it's not gonna happen to me because it's not the same um well we always need organ donors that's true, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah that's important that's an important role we, we you know we in in texas we uh you don't have to wear a motorcycle helmet yeah it's the same thing in arkansas yeah 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 you know let freedom ring have fun uh, with that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no, but also it also means that it's very, very hard to convince someone that they need something just because well, someone else. We can provide examples why someone else needed that. Well, a very wise man in Austin, Texas, once said, "Pain is instructive." Do you remember that? It is instructive, but was yeah. it you? Did you say that? It's Baruch. It was, it was at that uh, right down the street at that uh, that that uh, uh, conference when you guys were in uh, Austin. What was that three years ago? That Greek tragedy play bit. It was it was three years ago. It was one of our favorite talks of all time. The uh, DevOps um, DevOps in scale Greek tragedy in three acts. They're tons yeah. of recording online, so you can go and find one. And and one of the one of the taglines of the entire talk is pain is instructional, mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate because I would love to live in the world when knowledge is instructional or other people' experience is instructional, but but no, the only thing that people learn best from is actually pain. And that means that they need to have this production pipeline outage once or twice because it, before they realize that it's worth investing in someone, something that will prevent it. Well, you only do it once. You know, uh, actually, you know, I was using uh, this morning. You, you want to hear the use case for it? Always. Always. So, um, you know, look, we're, we've we've got software that we've got to push up to Maven, and um, you know, there there is you know to do that you have to have signed keys uh, to make certain. Uh, well, you have to have keys so you can sign the jars and and say, okay, this is cool, 
you know, to bring it up, sign in, all that stuff. And so it's a real pain in the ass to set it up. So we just have a Docker container, but of course we can't put this out. We got to put this securely somewhere uh, that only certain people have access. So instead of having, you know, everybody's got their keys and we have to worry about, you know, all right, how do we, you know, somebody leaves the company, we got to shut it down, all this other stuff. So we've got it in a container and all of our build tools for releasing Liquibase and the extensions is in there. And so, you know, we're doing Docker run, putting that URL and then putting in the command uh, to do the build and do the release. And it is super easy. We don't have to set up dev environments. Hmm. Um, anybody can do a release. Uh, we can have this automated, um, you know, and, and it's just a really good use case. And if we have to change it, maybe update the, uh, the JDK that we're using, super easy. And then everybody gets updated. I don't have to send an email or Slack message. All right, now all the releases have to be on this JDK. I love it. Really easy. Love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, definitely one of the one of the use cases, and I'm glad that you find it useful. Thank you for that. Uh, I think on this optimistic note, it's much better than the last time we tried. Um, it's uh, it's time to say thank you for our great guest, Robert. Thank you so much for uh, for doing that. We appreciate it. I think it's a great episode. Uh, well, we had some tiny problems with um, network and sound and what's not. Uh, we'll fix but, it in post. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, fix post. It. we'll fix it in post. <laughs> and actually, the episode that we will release on the podcasting pro pro uh, platforms will be perfect. Robert, thank you for much for coming. Well, of course. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah. Real fast. It's uh, June 24th. In the Americans, July first, uh, in in uh, the European time zone, the tickets are only twenty bucks, and uh, pro and uh, the uh, it goes to charity fighting coronavirus and COVID nineteen. Um, there are no reason not to come. Um, I am joined uh, today by two amazing speakers that will speak at Swamp Up. Both Robert and Kat will have amazing sessions. Uh, definitely check out Swamp Up with that. Uh, Robert, thank you very much. Kat, thank you very much. And see you in the next episodes of Devil Speak Easy. Later.